Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Shaws. Today we have part three of the tale of a youth who set out to learn what fear is. And our youth, well, he's faced two challenges. First, a parson who was hiding in the shadows and tried to scare him. And then, after he was removed from his home, he spent the night underneath a gallows tree. And still, he feels no fear. But now, he's going to face his greatest challenge in the haunted castle. And the king has given him leave to go and sit and watch in the castle for three nights. And given him three things to take with him. And he's begged for a fire, a turning lathe, and a carving bench with a knife. And now, let's catch back up with the tale of a youth who set out to learn what fear is. On the following day, the king had put everything into the castle, and when night drew on the youth, he took up his position there, lit a bright fire in one of the rooms, placed the carving bench with the knife close to it, and sat himself down on the turning lathe. Oh, if I could only shudder, he said, but I shan't learn it here either. Towards midnight he wanted to make up the fire, and as he was blowing up a blaze he heard a shriek from a corner. Oh, meow, how cold we are. Fools, he cried. Why do you scream? If you're cold, come and sit at the fire and warm yourselves. And as he spoke, two huge black cats sprang fiercely forwards and sat down, one on each side of him, and gazed wildly at him with their fiery eyes. After a time, when they had warmed themselves, they said, Friend, shall we play a little game of cards? Why not? he replied. But first, let me see your paws. Then they stretched out their claws. Ha! said he. What long nails you've got. Wait a minute. I must first cut them off. Thereupon he seized them by the scruff of their necks, lifted them onto the carving bench, and screwed down their paws firmly. After watching you narrowly, he said, I no longer feel any desire to play cards with you. And with these words he struck them dead and threw them out into the water. But when he had thus sent the two of them to their final rest and was about again to sit down at the fire, out of every nook and corner came forth black cats and black dogs with fiery chains in such swarms that he couldn't possibly get away from them. They yelled in the most ghastly manner, jumped upon his fire, scattered it all, and tried to put it out. He looked on quietly for a time, but, when it got beyond a joke, he seized his carving knife and called out, Be off, you rabble rout, and let fly at them. Some of them fled away, and the others he struck dead and threw them out into the pond below. When he returned, he blew up the sparks of the fire once more and warmed himself, and as he sat thus his eyes refused to keep open any longer, and a desire to sleep stole over him. Then he looked around him and beheld in the corner a large bed. The very thing, he said, and laid himself down in it. But when he wished to close his eyes, the bed began to move by itself, and ran all around the castle. Capital, he said. Only a little quicker. 
Then the bed sped on, as if drawn by six horses, over thresholds and stairs, up this way and down that, and then all of a sudden, crish-crash with a bound, it turned over upside down, and lay like a mountain on top of him. But he tossed the blankets and pillows in the air, emerged from underneath, and said, Now, anyone has a fancy to go for it may go a drive. Lay down at his fire and slept till daylight. In the morning the king came, and when he beheld him lying on the ground, he imagined the ghosts had been too much for him, and that he was dead. Then he said, Oh, what a pity, and such a fine fellow as he was. The youth heard this, got up, and said, It's not come to that yet. Then the king was astonished but very glad, and asked how it had fared with him. First rate, he answered. And now I've survived the one night, I shall get through the other two also. The landlord, when he went to him, opened his eyes wide and said, Well, I never thought to see you alive again. Have you learnt now what shuddering is? No, he replied. It's quite hopeless. If someone could only tell me how to. And that is the end of part three of the tale of a youth who set out to learn what fear is and at this point it really does seem like this youth is never going to discover fear well we'll see if he meets up with any on friday when he spends his next night in the castle this is Dan Scholes from the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you'd like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you'd like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com, where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always... Thank you so much for listening.